Multiple offers. Multiple offers. Spring real estate market. Here come the stereotypes, everybody. Here they come. Here come the stereotypes. Dallas-Fort Worth real estate is what we talk about here. It's what we do all day, every day, throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year at the Todd Tremonti Home Selling Team. Go to ToddTremonteTeam.com if you need any buyer, seller, investor, home-related stuffs. If you have questions that you would like to discuss on the show today, 214-310-0008. We'll be talking about what is happening locally in the marketplace right now. Um, Stereotypically, what's happening and then what's actually happening on the ground right now. We will get into the details of where the opportunity lies in the market right now, as well as uh, some things in the news and some things not in the news that you should be thinking about. We've had some listener questions come in throughout the week between the shows. We'll get to those. Some pretty interesting stuff on agricultural exemptions, um, big backyard type stuff, and then just some highly competitive neighborhoods uh, that are you know beginning to enter that highly competitive time of the year with a more attractive interest rate market. So we'll dive into all of those things. If you have questions, again, 214 310 0008. You can text your questions anytime to that phone number and we'll either get back to you in real time or we'll discuss it here on the show. You could also just call 214-310-0008. And if you're not quite ready to talk, but you're looking for great information, maybe you want to watch some videos on specific topics, get some information on house prices or what's available in a certain area, you can do all of that at Tottramonteteam.com. You can do it from your phone, your tablet, your laptop, desktop, whatever type of device you're into, Tottramonteteam.com. And if all else fails, just Google my name. You'll find some good stuff there. Yep, this first segment is going to be brought to you by Patrick Glaros and his team at Cardinal Financial. Uh, you can go to his website, patrickglaros.com, G-L-A-R-O-S, patrickglaros.com. You can start an application for a mortgage. You're going to talk about refinancing. If you're thinking about getting a second property, maybe reach out to Patrick. You can start on his website, patrickglaros.com. You can call him at 972-728-3420, NMLS number 308804. I got something I wanted to read really quickly because Patrick was mentioned in... Uh, a review that the team and Gibson got uh, on our Google profile just the other day. So real quick, my husband and I had the best experience from start to finish with our realtor, Gibson Aguirre, uh, and Patrick Gleros with Cardinal Financial. Both were very professional and knowledgeable in every step of finding and buying an investment property. Gibson is a wealth of information, always efficient in response to our endless questions and ready with local referrals and getting our property ready to lease. The pride their parents must have for these amazing men with their work ethics and passion for their profession and helping others should be an inspiration for everyone. We'll be using this company again in the near future when we are ready to sell our main residence. It's pretty awesome commentary when a buyer and a borrower, this one was an investor, and typically investors are a little bit less emotional. You know, it's just kind of all dollars to go out of their way to leave a five-star review and literally go so far as to say the pride their parents must have, you know, I mean, these are grown adults. This, they this, crushed it. This client is like, like literally their family must be absolutely proud of them. And if you say crush it on this show one more time, there'll be a three minute muting. You understand young man? Do you understand Noted. what I'm saying to you? All right. Uh, I will reward you with five minutes of uninterrupted eye contact. All right. Uh, where are we going? What are we doing? What are we doing? 
Well, let's start with the window before spring break is starting to close. It right? is. I mean, it is not far away, which is kind of crazy to what? think that feels like we were just at Christmas and now we're talking about spring break. So I miss Christmas. Um, so what, what does that matter? Like, why is that important? All right. First of all, let's acknowledge that that sounds like some super hypey realtor talk, right? But here's the deal. When we promoted or published or started to discuss our 2024 DFW real estate market outlook from the Todd Tremonti Home Selling Team, we said we could do it in, I think we said nine words or 10 words, whatever it was, nine words. Mm Mm-hmm. Buy before spring break and sell before back to school. Now, obviously, that is a hyper distilled summary of a lot of data and research and experience and on the ground uh, information gathering. But that's not a manipulation. Here's why we believe that. There is a window closing where rates have come down, but competition from other buyers has not yet gone way up. And supply of housing has gone up a little bit. So if you're a buyer, pricing has continued to climb, but it hasn't skyrocketed like, you know, spring and summer are here, jack prices back up and get greedy like sellers were for two for many, many, many years. That hasn't happened yet. And the buyers haven't all said, oh, it's springtime. Let's all look at buying houses again. That, that stuff hasn't happened yet. So there's this window of less competition, therefore lower prices but also a little bit lower interest rates. And that window is closing because more and more buyers are entering the market. So competition is increasing and therefore sellers are realizing that and raising their prices or being less negotiable. And so that window is gonna close. And normally that happens right around spring break where people stop thinking about things as winter and begin to think of things as spring. And even the consumer, when they think about putting their house on the market, they start to think weeks ahead, right? Like, well, we'll get it cleaned up. We'll get that thing fixed. We'll talk to a real estate agent. We'll get it on the market and we'll probably sell, you know, in March or April or late February or whatever. So because of that, this window is beginning to close. Like it's, it would have been, it was sweeter last week than this week, but we still think it'll be really, really good until mid-March. Awesome. Uh, hey, one thing that we noticed this week was that um, there was an article that was talking about foreclosures and the number of foreclosures in 2023 was almost 20% higher yep. than it was in 2022. Like, what do we foresee going to happen in 2024? Like, is this yep. something that people should yep. be concerned about? Is there an opportunity for some people? Yeah. Uh, I, I want to talk specifically about that, but let me go back to that last comment for one second and just say, I don't, no one should panic about this closing window. You'll be fine if you want to buy a house this summer or this fall. You just won't be as in great of a situation as if you went before that, right? So I'm not trying to tell you like your life is over and you can't buy after spring break. We just think the conditions for all of 2024 will be best for buyers before spring break. Now, as far as foreclosures go, let me be very clear about how much I think headlines and articles are often misleading. This one, I don't even think I would say is deliberately misleading because those are the actual stats and data. But a 20% increase in foreclosures from a near all-time low in foreclosures is not a panic-inducing data set. What I mean is we were at a near almost all-time low in in percentage of foreclosures for the housing market, and we did have an increase. The reason foreclosures were so low, 
the last handful of years is because people gained so much equity. Equity is the amount of value you have in your home, but the difference between what it would sell for and what you owe on it, right? So that's the amount of value you could get out of it. That's your equity. That went way up for almost everyone who owned a house without them really doing anything because the market just got hot and prices went up, 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 up in most house, most areas for most houses for most owners. So you might've gained 50 or 100 or 200 or $500,000 in equity, even if you had a hard time making your payments or you lost your job or you got sick or something terrible happened. If you had to go and sell your house, Ian, you were not upside down. If the bank came to you and said, we are going to foreclose on you because you have not made your payment in four or five months. It would be a horrible situation, but you could still easily go out to the market and sell that house and get a bunch of equity out of it. You might not want to do that, but you could. Therefore, the bank is not coming in and foreclosing on very many people at all. But in 2023, the economy kind of slowed a bit things weren't quite as exciting and raging. Equity wasn't building quite as much. So yeah, we saw a little bit of an increase. Maybe people that had just bought in 2022 and were a little bit upside down and got in trouble. But that was a very small number of foreclosures still, but an increase from a really, really, really small number. Yeah, I mean, last year in DFW, uh, this is from uh, over a dozen counties in the, the DFW metro area, uh, 6,348 homes were foreclosed on. If you go back to the highs, which was 2006, right. it was almost 39,000 in yeah. that same area. Like six times as many. So um, that, it's, it's not an insignificant number, but honestly, this sounds really bad. It's a good sign. And I don't want anyone to be foreclosed on, but it's a sign that the market is actually returning to a bit of a more normal market. And that is a good thing. I don't want anyone to be foreclosed on, but in the normal economy, some people are struggling, some people are thriving, and, and and a little bit more health and normality in the market is actually good for people that don't want prices to just run away from them forever and housing availability to be a massive problem forever. So that would be my commentary on how is that even relevant to the market. It's a sign that at least we're returning to normal a little bit, and it's not a sign of any real negative market conditions. Let me tell you about DP Lambert. Uh, I'll be talking to DP coming up here in the next couple of months. Uh, we talked last year and he, he just said, hey man, like it's not the best time to do like a full one year home and auto insurance. Let's do six months uh, and then let's revisit it and let's yep. figure that out. And I mean, that's just one of the other pieces of value that he's added is saying, hey, let's do a shorter term and but let's make sure that we're on top of it more yep. often. You can reach out to DP if you have not uh, looked at your home insurance or your auto insurance. You can reach out to him and his team, dp.lambert, L-A-M-B-E-R-T, dp.lambert at goosehead.com, 214-614-8595, dp.lambert at goosehead.com. And if you forget any of the sponsors that we talk about, head over to todtramoneyteam.com, click the radio tab, and you can find everybody that we talk about right there. And I would say, if you have not shopped your insurance in the last six months or a year, that's a no-brainer. He does it for you. dp.lambert.goosehead.com. That's just a wise, intelligent, adult thing to do. And so is making sure that your roof is in good condition. So with the winter weather that we have had and are having and the, all the rain and the wind, 
You just need to make sure that your roof is in good shape. You don't want to find out in this summer that all winter and spring you had a small leak, which is leading to wood rot and mold or something really bad. Obviously, if you have hail or something massive and you can see a problem with your roof, then you need to call PMR Roofing. But you also need to have your roof checked out at least every two years and especially after some heavy weather. So go to PMRRoofing.com. Once you connect with them, ask for Jordan Collins. Tell them Todd Tremonti and the team sent you, and they will treat you right, operate honestly and ethically. They're not going to sell you something that you don't need, but they're going to help you take care of one of your largest assets, which is your home, and they're going to help you protect against from the things that aren't obvious, like you know missing shingles or a hole in the roof. More often than not, the problems come from when you just simply don't know the condition and a small problem turns into a big one. We want to help you avoid that, and you can start with pmrroofing.com. So we had a question that came in um, on YouTube, and it's a question that we actually get a variation of this fairly often. And it is uh, specific to what part of the Metroplex would you recommend for Europeans? (laughs) <laughs> they go on to talk a little bit more about some of the areas that they don't particularly like. Yep. But I think what the question is really getting down to is the very last bit they put, which is that any, any areas you could in theory live without a car, because yep. a lot of places I know growing up, like you walk everywhere, yep. like everywhere's within walking distance. You walk down to the local, like little village center and you've got everything you need. Like people Courtney, are not using cars. Courtney, I don't know if you know this, but when Ian talks about where he's from, I want to go there. Right. It's like this village connected setting. I grew up in Houston. Yep. I live in Dallas. Big village. Uh, not quite the, the same. opposite of Europe. Yes. Um, okay. Let's reframe the question. Like where, what parts of DFW can you live that are walkable? You might not need a car slash have that sort of live, work, play all in one vibe. Now, most of our audience already lives in DFW. So some of you are aware, but we get this question a lot on our YouTube channel. You can also check out the YouTube channel where there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of educational videos about buying, selling, enjoying your home, remodeling, all kinds of stuff. And you can do that by going to ToddTremonteTeam.com and just clicking on the videos tab. Or if you just go to YouTube and search Todd Tremonti, you can find a bunch of good stuff there too. So, you know, we do not have time on a radio show to mention every area in DFW that's that way. But, um, you know, cities are really trying to create more of this. Walkability score is something that's become really popular, especially on a lot of the big national real estate portals where a neighborhood has a literally score like out of 10. This is an 8.2 walkability score. So that's something that if you're if you're excited about things like this, you could look for. In the DFW area, places that come to mind are like Legacy West. If you wanted to rent, there's a lot of rental options there. There are some home ownership kind of condo, townhome type options where obviously in theory, if you worked from home or worked near there, you wouldn't need a car. Now, this is West Plano, kind of Frisco area where everything else on the Metroplex is 30, 40, 50 minutes away. But you could live there. You could grocery shop without a car. You could walk to restaurants and entertainment. You could catch an Uber to a lot of things and work, live in an area like that. Uptown Dallas is that way, you know, you know, anywhere kind of in that Mockingbird South corridor 
of North Dallas, Uptown, Downtown. Downtown Fort Worth is a really cool area, that Sundance Square and and, and surrounding areas. Um, and then there are really, you know, there are some su- quote-unquote suburbs that have really done this well, but it's going to require a very specific lifestyle to do that. Obviously, Uptown Dallas, you know, you could work downtown, you can take the train, you could take a bus. Um, but if you're in downtown Wiley, you know, you yeah. get... It feels like there's a trade-off of like, if you want walkability and restaurants and shopping, you're going to sacrifice living space. Yeah. Well, more often than not, yeah. You're going to be in a smaller condo, townhome, apartment type situation. Now, in Dallas, we've got it all. I mean, you could have a four-bedroom, rooftop, deck, townhome, and walk to Whole Foods, as well as a concert venue and 800 restaurants. That exists in areas like Uptown and stuff like that. You know, Clyde Warren. Right, if you want where, the downtown. Where park. else does that exist? You know, there's a beautiful, gorgeous park with restaurants on top of a highway. Right. And you could live, you know, two blocks from there. Um, but, you know, I, again, we're not going to name Oak every... Oak Cliff, I think. Yeah, I mean, Eno's Pizza and all the cool stuff down there. You know, there's that vibe. But, yeah, the, we're not going to exhaustively list sure. them all. The point is... rich. Uh, Dallas has them. DFW has those. And a lot of people don't think we do, especially people from other areas. The one thing I love that you do, Courtney, is tell people how to have their absolute best day in a town or a city all over the globe. You know, you've got travel guides for Maui, but in our summer fun guide, you also help people do that for areas around here. And we'll do that again this year in the summer fun guide. But I really believe that a lot of our friends, neighbors, listeners, whatever, you know, we all kind of are creatures of habit and we live in our area. We go to our restaurants. We drive to work mostly the same way. But one of the things my wife and I had talked about just this week, we actually went to dinner with Gibson and his wife and sat across from Jason and his wife. But on the way there, we're like, you know what? We love to travel and we really love to travel and find great food all over the world. We need to explore. You live in a great city. We live in a great restaurant city, Dallas Fort Worth. You we need we need in. to act like tourists here more yes, yes. and be like, hey, let's we so we said we were gonna do this. We're gonna create a list of twenty restaurants that we wanted to visit in the next two years. Yeah. And then on date nights, you know, some of them are nicer restaurants, so like, you know, special occasions or whatever, but we're gonna start picking those off. And, be and like, you know what's fun about <clears> that <throat> is like you have margin and space to wait for the reservation. Right. Like a lot of times when you travel, like you, you don't can't have get time. in. Yeah. And so, like, Fort Worth has incredible restaurants, and we've been to one of them. Well, we've been to a couple, but you know what I mean? Like, to go over there and get a hotel room for a night or make a day of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We want to, we want to. Uh, this sounds weird, but be more of an outsider in the city we live in because the city we live in is so massive, you could never cover it all. So, anyway, that's a weird answer to your question, but I do think at the root of that question, that's kind of what they're getting at is, like, how do I not have to always be – in a car, on a bus, all over the place. How can I kind of get everything out of where I live? And DFW offers some great places for that. Yeah, for sure. I think the one thing that um, is harder to replicate is the scenery that comes with yeah. some of the places. Yeah, yeah, I think there's like a, you got to get in a headspace, I think, about living in Dallas. You got to accept yeah, some there's things. There's trade-offs everywhere you live. Mountains, yeah. and it's not really an outdoorsy community, but there whoa, are options. Whoa, Wait, I no, have a No, no, I'm going to get emails because you said that, but go ahead. Are you guys more of a live where you work or live where you play kind of 
mindset. Well, I live if, where I live. If you live oh in Dallas, gosh. Fort Worth, Texas. Good conversation, yeah, Ian. Nailed it, I think. Thanks. In DFW, I think culturally we are more of a live where you work type of community, right? We all, I mean, by the way, have you ever been to a ski resort in, in the southern half of Colorado in at any time? What do you mean, like a Wolf Creek, like more Durango, of a Durango, like yeah. Winter Park, not Breckenridge? Yeah, yeah. So, and you see the parking lot is like eighty-two percent Texas license plates. Yes, right. So we people most, not everybody. Look, I love some of the outdoors options no, around. Right. We camp a ton, but you live here because it's jobs, it's entertainment, it's professional sports, it's yeah. easy to travel to a lot of those other things. You can drive to Colorado. You can get a flight almost anywhere. Yeah. As opposed to living in St. George, Utah where you can mountain bike and ski and all that within 35 minutes of your house, but you don't have 57,000 job opportunities and professional sports teams and airports and hospitals, all, you know, they have that stuff, you know, international airport, all that kind of stuff. So we are trading access to almost everything for easy travel to a lot of the play stuff. Mm. Now you could argue there's great hunting and fishing and camping and things around here at different seasons, but that's my working theory, and it's been proven pretty dadgum accurate over the years, is that people move here for a job. They move here to be for proximity to those things, but also they like the play piece, but they're like, hey, I don't play as much as I work, so I'm going to prioritize that, but I can travel, I can drive, I can fly to those things. Yeah, I so. agree with you. If you have not checked your home valuation recently, head over to touchofmyteam.com, click the uh, home valuation tab on the home screen, and in about less than a minute, you'll be able to find out what your home would sell for. It's actually going to give you a ton of information on equity. It's going to give you information Do on that. cash offers. There's so many things it's going to be able to tell you. Head over to touchonmyteam.com, click the home valuation tab, and have all that information in less than a minute. If you have not done that in the last six months, I think you should be checking your property value at least once per month. Now, we can set you up to do it automated for you for free, where we will update you every month on not only your value, but your home equity. And honestly, some details about how sellable your house is. And then at any point, if you say, I want a cash offer, or I'd like to know what the market would bear, you could let us know and we can do that for you in like 24 hours. All that starts online at toddtremonteteam.com. Right where you land on that homepage, you can click home valuation or anything else you want to do, like search homes from any brokerage in the market or find out if you're ready to buy or sell. All that happens at toddtremonteteam.com. Find out what your home would sell for right now and under a minute at TajmaniTeam.com. Welcome back, party people. Welcome back. Lots to cover in the second half of the show. Thanks for hanging with us through the break. We got to talk about what's happening on the ground in DFW real estate. Lots of optimism, but with that comes some pressure. With that comes some urgency. We talked in the first half of the show about the window of opportunity for both buyers and sellers, but more specifically right now for buyers that is closing between now and spring break. You'll be okay after spring break, but you'll be a lot better off if you are ready financially and timing and family and work and all those things. If you are ready to buy a home, we believe the best window of opportunity for you in all of 2024 is going to be between now and the middle of March, between now and spring break before we have the stereotypical traditional spring market heat up with lower rates, with some urgency from politics and other things where there will be more competition. We absolutely expect a more rapid climbing in sales prices and a bunch of multiple offer situations. We're already seeing a good bit of them. 
But the window of opportunity for buyers is now, 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 and closing a little bit. I want to reiterate that buyers will still be able to buy after that window. They'll just have a harder time doing so, more competition, probably higher prices, and ultimately higher, higher prices because of the level of competition and multiple offers that we anticipate. We don't know for sure, but we're usually right about this stuff. For sellers, you've got, you don't have to be quite as um, you know urgent in things, although when there's high buyer optimism, I would want to be a seller. But as far as selling this year, my goal would be to get that done before the end of July, before what we call back to school. Again, you'll be fine after that. But that's where we believe the best window of opportunity for 2024 is if you're a buyer or a seller. This first segment, as always, brought to you by Patrick Gloss and his team over at Cardinal Financial. Uh, if you are looking to get a mortgage, refinance, maybe you're looking for an investment property, great place to start is patrickgleros.com, G-L-A-R-O-S, patrickgleros.com. You can reach out to him at 972-728-3420. You can actually start the application right there on his website, NMLS number 308804. I was reminded of what you were just saying uh, this past week. I had lunch with a buddy uh, over in Fort Worth, and we were talking about some of that exact same things. I was just like, man, he's just, just not realizing that the opportunity is is pretty good right now. You yeah. know, Interest rates have come down from a high in October of right around eight, a little mm-hmm. over eight. Right now we're somewhere around six and a half and yep. with a buy down, you can get into the fives. And yep. But home values, the prices that people are paying are not where we were three years ago. You can yep. still actually get a home for under what people are currently listing at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're. we could talk about why for hours and hours and hours, and we do as we train agents all over the country and as we train our agents right here on the Tatramani Home Selling Team and as we do guest spots on radio and all these things. The fact is, we believe if you're a buyer, you will be so glad you bought before spring break. And if you're a buyer and you don't buy by spring break, you'll, you'll be okay but you'll wish you had bought before spring break. And if you're a seller, we think you'll be fine between now and the end of July, but you don't want to play too much with the end of that window and wait too late and something shifts in the economy or the politics or, you know, who knows what else, local media news, you know, weather, no one knows, pandemics. You don't want to miss that opportunity. If you do miss the best opportunity, we'll still help you create an ideal strategy for whatever comes next. But obviously there are better times and there are not so ideal times. And we just think the very best times this year to buy are before spring break and to sell will be before back to school. We'll be here after those times and we'll create strategies to help clients win. So don't panic. But if you have the freedom and the flexibility, we believe that's where you can win really big this year. We had a listener call in and actually left us a voicemail with a question. And it was, what are the qualifications for a home to be a farmstead, an agricultural discount from the IRS? How do I establish it? How much land? How do I keep it? Is it worth it? Okay, so this is a great question asked incorrectly, but certainly no fault to anybody. This is just a fairly simple concept that is not well known to the public. So what what, what is being asked is basically, how do I get an agricultural exemption? Okay, so there's a couple of ways to think about this. How do I buy a property with an agricultural exemption? Or how do I get one, keep one, whatever? So well, let's start with what is it? Wait, I just have a quick question. Yep. Are these state specific? Yes. Okay, so. Okay. So basically it is a tax exemption. And that's why he was saying IRS, but it's not 
IRS that, co- that, that this is necessarily relevant. It's not that it's irrelevant, but w- when we pay our property taxes, those are state specific. In Texas, they are. So it's kind of like a homestead where you get a little. The homestead discount. exemption is where you get a little bit of a discount on your property taxes, and those are tied to schools and county and state maybe hospitals, whatever your area has allowed to be taxable based on voting, by the way. Be careful how you vote. So the agricultural exemption is you get a really big tax exemption on the land that is used for, ready, for-profit agricultural use. Now, agricultural is defined broadly. It could be farming. It could be ranching. It could be timber, meaning like you're farming trees. It could be, there's a couple of like really, people think of them as loopholes, but it's not by accident if you create bird habitat. So there are some people that are like, I bought 20 acres and I figured out how to put bird houses up for this very one very specific type of bird. And now I'm paying like $140 in property taxes instead of 36000 That I just made those numbers up. But it, it could be nearly that dramatic. Now, the reason the state does that is because there are other goals the state has to maintain populations of certain animals that have been inf- impacted by development or migration or whatever. And there are way too many complicated things happening all at once to get into whether this is good, bad, right, or wrong. But the fact is that's the way it is. When people complain about taxes, I get it. But sometimes we need to understand that the tax code, the tax laws, the tax rules are created. We think of them as penalties sometimes, but they're created as incentives, right? So the state is saying, we want you to use your land for agricultural use. And if you do that, you can we won't, we won't collect as much tax on that because we believe it provides a better benefit this way. We want people to own their own homes. So we'll give you a little discount on the, because if you own a home, you do all these other things in the economy and in the community. And we think those things build up better communities and economies and cultures. And so that's- in farming world too, it's not exactly huge profitability for (laughs) farmers. Like they're not making massive amounts. That's what I mean. There's so much complexity to this because there are some people that don't believe that. They're like, why are we subsidizing farming? Like it's, there's just so much, but that is what it is. Now there's a few nuances to that. So if I bought- 50 acres today and it was not previously used for agricultural uses and had not established an ag exemption already, it's going to take me five years to establish my agricultural use. To have the exemption, it has to have been used for agricultural use for at least five of the last seven years for profit agricultural activity. Agricultural, again, could be defined in a lot of those different things, animals, crops, you know, support of animal habitat, that kind of thing. Some people are like, can I buy one chicken and sell some eggs? Probably not. But you might not have to have a thousand chickens either. So you got to establish this. Uh, Five, 10, 15, let's just call it 10. Around 10 years ago, the state kind of cracked down on a lot of these like, this property has been ag exempt for 25 years and we we have a horse out there and so we keep it. They kind of cracked down and started taking some of them away and saying, we'll give it back if you can reestablish your ag exemption. And people were like, man, we haven't had for profit ag activity for years. We just like kept a horse. We had two goats. We weren't selling them. So 
there's a ton more nuance, but that is what was being asked. And the way you get it is five years of established agricultural activity. The way you keep it is continue that for-profit agricultural activity. If you buy a property that already has it and you're going to maintain it, you should be able to keep it. Have you seen the... Uh, we have the, a great video on the YouTube channel about that, by the way. Have you seen the uh, Amazon Prime show, Clarkson's Farm? Yes. And the first season, for anyone that hasn't seen it, very funny show, uh, it's based in England. But at the end of the first season, they're running through the books to figure out what the profit is at the Which end of the year. hilarious. And after paying for the shepherds and after paying for the... All the, all the help that goes along with it, he made a whopping total of like 136 pounds. By the way, he bought a Lamborghini tractor. So he's not doing it the same way as your typical, uh, you know, traditional hardworking American farmer. But it is a really cool show where he's communicating like he had no concept of the amount of work and the level of detail and the risk. So anyway, we love farmers. I love farmers. Shout out to Mason. By the way, if you want your little mini farm, if you want your one, two, three, four, five, six acres and a house and not really a working farm, but some room to grow some stuff or raise some animals, man, we'd love to help you buy or sell that. We love what we call homes on land or homes with big backyards. We love to help people buy them, sell them, expand them, dream them up, improve them, figure it out, uh, and enjoy the lifestyle that comes with it. So if you want to buy, sell, or live that way, Go to ToddTremontyTeam.com or call or text 214-310-0008. Shout out to Mason, Jeannie, Sunny Willow Farms. Big farmers. Check out, their, check out their YouTube channel. Cracking yeah. videos. Cracking videos, he says. No, they're, we love them and their farm. Uh, we're hiring, huh? We are, in fact. Trying to. Yeah. We're interviewing. I don't know if we're hiring, if you know what I mean. We're interviewing a lot of people, but we're unbelievably protective of our team. We really, truly believe we've got the absolute best real estate team on the planet Earth. We train agents all over North America that are wanting to build something kind of like we have. And that's not because of me. That's because of the amazing people we have here. And we're looking for about four more right now. We would love to put two or three new, new to real estate agents in our Fort Worth office and one or two in our Richardson office helping people buy and sell homes, but more importantly, helping people move their families forward. So if you love to serve, but you also love to win big, you're competitive, you're tenacious, you love to learn and grow, and you want to work full-time and be fully dedicated to delivering world-class value to clients in and around the Metroplex with their homes and their home investments, reach out to us, 214-310-0008. Or you can go to ToddTremontyTeam.com. We have a careers page there with a little three-step process you can get rolling on. Uh, A bad title company can be not only frustrating, but it can be really, really, really damaging to a transaction. Republic Title are not that. They are phenomenal. Awesome. They're one of the leaders in the industry. They take great care of our clients. They triple check all their things. They're making sure that everything is going to go smoothly and that there's not going to be any hiccups when it comes to title. RepublicTitle.com is where you can go and you can find out all the information, everything they do. RepublicTitle.com. You can call them at 972-423-8777, 972-423-8777. RepublicTitle.com. Or just go to ToddTremontyTeam.com, click the radio tab and find all of our recommended pros. And do letters. you know how many years I have felt that way about Republic Title? 19 years. Mm. I mean, there are very, very few vendors, you know, partners, Uh, you know, companies that you work with 
so you know primarily solely because they're awesome at what they do that you can feel that way about for 19 years without fail republictitle.com christina was actually over here uh yesterday hanging out for a little bit she came to check in make sure everything was good she's awesome she rocks all right From here we republic. go ready new segment uh-oh we're gonna call this one stump todd Oh boy! This is where I'm going to give you a word, and you don't even know what the word is, and we're going to see if you can tie this word this is where it gets into a scary. real estate. Okay? I don't even know that I trust them with the microphone right now. But Courtney, you go ahead, and mic up, get ready. This could get rowdy. Okay, ready? Here's the word that I've got for you. Mm-hmm. You ready? Are you ready? I don't know that I am, but let's go. Collie wobbles. Oh dear! Okay, collie now, that's wobbles. just ridiculous. The point of Stump Todd. I bet it doesn't rhyme. The point of, this isn't even a rhyming segment. This is just like uh, a. Collie wobbles. So the, the point of Stump Todd is to throw out a word and see if I can find something instructive, helpful, yep. useful, encouraging this from it. Is, I don't even oh, know what that word means. Oh, uh, let me. Uh, it refers to a weird feeling in your stomach. I have collie kind of wobbles. Like a, yeah, is this something you say okay. in England? No, no, oh, I'm good. Sure. I got yeah. it. I got it now. I got it now. All right. So I, I believe. I thought you would have known that one. I don't know what a collie wobble is. <laughs> okay. But. If if it if it in fact does mean a weird anxious yeah. feeling in your stomach, Holy. then here's what I want you to do. I want you to pursue more collie wobbles in your life, and I'm serious. Ooh. I want you to lean into discomfort so that you have an incredible life of impact. Maybe income, maybe joy and fun, uh, maybe of hard lessons learned. But I'm a believer that collie wobbles lead to good things. Now. I want you to experience some of the short-term pain and discomfort and awkwardness of, I might be in a little over my head. I might have committed to something that I don't yet know how to fulfill. Now, obviously, be careful. We don't want to do this in super vital areas, but raise your hand if, as a parent, you've ever had a little discomfort in your belly that you're like, I don't really know the best decision here. I often have a case of the collie wobble. Stop. Raise your hand if at work you've been like, man, I'm excited that I have more responsibility, but I'm a little bit nervous that I don't know exactly how to do that at an exceptional level. These are the, this is how we grow. We put ourselves in situations to be like, ooh, I feel a little funky in the tummy right now because I'm not quite ready. Well, I think you should live a good portion of your life not quite ready that's how we learn that's how we grow and by the way that's how we build confidence in ourselves to go hey i've felt this way before and i overcame it so i actually love the word collie wobble and we begin to use that now there you go but i say go find you some collie wobbles in your life today lean into something you're not quite ready for that makes you a little bit uncomfortable in the belly and see what it does in your life my guess is it'll help you grow It'll help you impact others and do something you previously didn't know you could, and you'll never have to give it back. You'll be comfortable. You'll be capable. You'll be confident for the rest of your life. How about that? How about that? You did great. Thanks, man. Appreciate yep. that. All the time. I'm happy to encourage you. Hey, hey, if you have not checked out your home valuation this year, go do so. Head over to TalkToMyTeam.com. Click the home valuation tab, and in less than a minute, you'll be able to find out what your home with self is going to be able to seek out and ask questions about cash offers. It's going to give you all sorts of information on what your equity looks like. It's going to be constantly updating uh, your value, and it's going to be a really, really useful tool for you. Head over to touchonmyteam.com, click the Home Valuation tab, and you can get your home valuation right there. By the way, let us know if you like the Stump Todd segment. Uh, we had been doing What's Todd Reading segment, and I'm happy to share that all the time. But uh, Stump Todd sounded like a... a pretty exciting one and of course i had zero preparation whatsoever and didn't know what the word meant but i think we pulled that one out 
If you're into that sort of thing, let us know on the social medias where you can shoot us a quick text and talk smack or say, hey, that was fun. Let's do it again. 214-310-0008. I know that we normally ask you what you're reading, but I'm reading something that had me wondering. And do we want to hear what you want? <laughs> what is your opinion about it? <laughs> Go ahead. Carry okay. on. So I was just wondering how do you think your opinion of what other people think about you has motivated your professional path? Like, has that held you back or caused you to make different, like to lean into your gifting more or less because you've cared about what people think about you and the choices you've made in real estate? Are we talking about feelings, Ian? Um, okay. All the I feelings. think this is interesting. Is the question, I know, I, I like the question. It, let me clarify. Is the question, how have I allowed other people's thoughts about me to impact or my their opinions? Career? Like, like, what are people going to think about this move or this decision? Yes. And it, at times, way too much. But let me, let me say this about, about this idea that, because, you know, I used to do these things for our real estate agents that we coach across the country. I used to do these things called, we call them Todd's rants. And I would just like get on my soapbox and go for like three or four minutes. And one of them, I'll never forget. I was literally, I I got the idea while sitting in the drive-through at Great Outdoors Sandwich Shop on Campbell Road in Richardson. (laughs) Just that's how my brain works. I remember where I was. I did a quick um, audio file on my phone and then we worked on it later. But my thought is this. I could give you great advice on both sides of this thought and they would both sound good. One of them is uh, you should never worry about what other other people think. You should be exactly who God made you to be. You should be true to yourself. You should be authentic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Another one is like, hey, by the way, it's really healthy to be aware of your impact on other people and what they think of you and your opportunity to serve them, impact the world, be socially aware. Like this is how we learn. Like on the playground as a kid, it's kind of rough when people make fun of you or, be, or mean to you, but it also helps you learn how to operate in the in the world in a healthy way with other people. Like, hey, that's not socially acceptable. Don't do that. That's not going to go well. So in the middle of that, I would say there have been times where I worried way too much what other people would think. And I held back. And as a company, we didn't grow. We didn't offer the value that I wanted to offer, even though I didn't want to be like everyone else. On the other hand, I think one of the great battle cries of my life and career has been like, hey, the residential real estate industry is not great and I don't want to be anything like it. So if everyone's running left, let's run right. If everybody's doing it this way, let's do it the other way. So I think there's been some healthy balance to that, but I know there have been times where I was like, man, if I go out and do that, it might be different. It might look weird. People might think I'm crazy. People might think... um, you know, we're not worth it or that we're not really different or we're full of bull, you know, or whatever. So I, I've let that hold me back at times. I've also used it to propel us forward. Does that answer your question? Yes. And I think that like it connects to a bigger conversation about like it's now, it has influenced your thought process about your home. Yeah, for sure. And like, and so I think, that oh, oh it's my something to consider when with real estate because yeah. there are places and that we can feel called to move and 
way that we want to use our home that people have opinions about. Yeah. I mean, as a Christ follower, as a Jesus follower, Christian, whatever you want to label me, um, of course, I, there's a there's a higher purpose that I live my life by, right? Even with that being said, because that honestly makes a lot of decisions much easier to make because it's not about me. But even with that being said, when it comes to things like, you know, where we live or what car we drive or where we go on vacation, you know, those kind of things, when you're like, man, what will other people think? Um, I think about it from the perspective of what impact might I have or how could this negatively in, get in the way of the impact I could have. Um, but even then, I believe that uh, not all those things are the same for all people. So it, 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 it requires some wise counsel in life, in my world, you know, some thought and prayer and study. But yeah, I struggled a lot uh, with some of our real estate decisions about, you know, or do we deserve this? Uh, have we earned this? What are other people going to think? And ultimately landed on like, that's a gift and a desire that we have to serve others with some of those things and hosting and things like that. But yeah, the answer to your question is yes, I have, I've struggled with a lot of that over the years. Just to close the loop on it. I think the book is saying that the a people's opinion of you affects the mastery that you have on your own life and who you're becoming. Does it say that it, you should always just ignore it? Well, I'm in the beginning. Okay. Let us know. We'll come back to that later folks. Hey, keen landscaping can make your yard awesome. Like that's how I think about them. They can do all sorts of other things, but um, design and consultation, landscape, uh, construction, landscape maintenance, retaining walls, irrigation, tree work, pathways. You can even do pools and stuff. Um, you need to get your landscape dialed in now so you can really enjoy it spring and summer when you're doing backyard barbecues and patio parties and pool stuff and bonfires and all that kind of stuff. You know we love backyards around here, so make sure you get yours front and back dialed in. Keen Landscaping, K-E-A-N-E, keenlandscaping.com. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home in 2024, we think you can do it all year, but the best time to buy is before spring break, and the best time to sell is before back to school or the end of July. Give us a call, 214-310-0008. We'll get you set up with what we call a free strategy session. No charge to you whatsoever. 30 to 90 minutes on Zoom or ideally in person with one of our full-time, fully dedicated world-class professionals to get your game plan in place. You don't have to do anything right now. Just get your game plan going right now so you can sleep like a baby, whether you're one month out, one year out, or five years out. We'll help you get that dialed in. Just go to ToddTremonteTeam.com. That's ToddTremonteTeam.com.